around the world, locally, with family and friends. House of Destiny International Ministries presents Senior Pastor Dr. Larry Manley with today's message of a spiritually vibrant connection with God. We hope that you will enjoy the viewing. And Jude is a very small book. It only has one chapter, but it's loaded with uh, powerful, powerful information that God wants his people to have. We, uh, sometimes we, we, we can uh, skip over these smaller books, and we like to get into these other books, but uh, God has something to say this morning uh, in regards to his word and for his people. Now, reading verse 1, we read verse 1 in chapter 1 of the book of Jude. It says, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. It is a lot really there in, in, in verse number 1. Uh, we want to look at that in verse number 1. At first, I began to search out to see exactly who Jude is speaking to, whether it was the, uh, the, the Jews at that time or whether it was the, the, the Grecians. But when I uh, had one thought in my mind, what happened, God brought me to something specifically. He showed that he was writing this book too. And it's found in that very first verse. He says, to those that are sanctified, to being set aside, those that have been sanctified by God the Father and those that have been preserved, the ones that he watches over and he tries to protect them from loss. Also, he says, for those that are called, these are the ones he's writing to, those that are sanctified, those that have been preserved, and those that are called. Now, the title of our message will be, um, it's going to be Contending with Your Faith. Contending with with your faith. Uh, in other words, you're in a struggle with the adversary. And that word faith does, does not mean the faith of which we think. It means doctrine. And you'll see what we're saying once we'll get further into the text. Because he had to write specifically to his people. He had to let them know that there were some problems on the rise. And, and even in today's society, it's, it's the same way today. But you've got to earnestly Fight for what you believe in. Because in this day and time, everything goes. Amen? Amen. Everything goes in this day and time. That's why we have to earnestly fight for what we believe in and what we've been taught and fight for the doctrine. Amen? Amen. The doctrine of Jesus Christ. He said, earnestly fight, contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Now, Let's see why he's saying, let's earnestly, earnestly fight, fight, fight for what you believe in. 
Let's go to the book of Ephesians, chapter number four. We only have a few places that we're going to go to this morning, but it, it'll be worth your while. Ephesians chapter number four. Remember now, he, in the beginning, he talked about, he wrote to those that are sanctified, preserved, and that are calm. Okay? Now, uh, verse number 14 in Ephesians chapter number four says this. That we henceforth be no more children. That the word children means immature Christians. Time to grow up. Okay? All right. And this is the reason why we have to grow up in our faith and in our belief and, and stand flat-footed on what you believe in. And he says, uh, to those who are tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of what? Doctrine. If you're not rooted in, if you're not grounded, you can be tossed to and fro with what no matter what anybody says, they can tell you the sky is green when the sky is blue and you'll believe it. Amen. So God says you got you got to stand steadfast in your faith and you got to know what you believe. Because you can easily be tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Watch this. By who? By the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to do what? To deceive. In other words, there is a spirit of deception that's in the world today. And if you do not know what the book says, what God says in this word, you will follow what they say and you will agree. Amen. You will agree with what's being said out there. I mean, and it's contrary to what's actually written in the book. So we have to be very careful what we hear, what we put our ears to, what we see, and who we allow to speak into us. Because they're cunning, is what the Bible says. Because God said, just give them a straight book. Amen? He said, give them a straight word. He said, you can't, you can't go around straight word. He said, just give them a straight word. Because people out there want to see. And when we come to something in a few minutes, it's going to blow your mind because it blew my mind. Amen? Not so much of me. I got all this mouth because I don't. But when I read what I read, I was kind of like, wow, I can't believe that God. But it's so. Going back to the book of Jude, remember that you've got to fight, you've got to struggle. It's the adversary. It's not people. It's the adversary. It's the enemy. Amen? Amen. Because there's some things that's happening that we're going to break this morning. We're going to destroy it. We're going to put some light on it. Amen? Now, he, he said that we had been once delivered to the saints. We're back in Jude, chapter number one, because there's only one, one chapter here. Now, let's look at why he is telling them to don't be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine. Verse number four, it says, For there are certain men crept in where? Who's, who's besides you? Uh, yeah, th- when I say that, I don't mean in a natural here, but think about it. It says they crept in unaware. So that means some of the Christians had to be sleeping. Because they crept in unaware. And I'm going to show you how it's easy to be deceived, to be deceived and to be tricked. It says they, they crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to what? To this condemnation. Uh, he says they are ungodly men, but they got a pretense there that they're holy. That's why when they crept in unaware, that's why he didn't recognize who they were. They have pretense. Deception. They look, they look like it. But they didn't live like it. 
So, so, so you got to understand that. You have to understand that. He said, for there are certain men, crappy and unaware, who were before of old, they were ordained, ordained to this condemnation. Ungodly men, watch this. Doing what? Turning what? Turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, we got to travel a little bit. First thing we're going to do is we're going to begin to look at this grace. All right. It says, these men that had crept, uh, crept in on the way, they were turning. Turning. In other words, grace wasn't grace as Christ had said, but they had put a little twist. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Twist to it. They put a little twist to it. Not the way Christ says, but they put a little twist to it. Now, let's look at 2 Peter, which is one book over. 2 Peter, chapter number 2. And we're going to look at verse number 1. Verse number one. Second Peter. Chapter two. Okay. Are we there? Alright, verse one says, now Peter's right now. Says, and Peter uh, represents a, a hearing, that's why you have to be careful in what you listen to, okay? Now, verse number uh, one in chapter two says, But there were false what? Prophets also where? Among the people. <laughs> Not outside, away from the people. But they were right in the midst, okay? He says, now he was talking about them having false prophets then. Even as their what? What's that word? No, that's a word right before false teaching. There you go, shall. Even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. In other words, he said, right now, when, he, when his people's talking, he says, now, we've got false prophets. He said, but what's common and what Jude encountered and what we're encountering today, false teachers. You see the difference? They move from false prophets to false teachers. He says, false teachers. If you look at the text, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall I mean, he sees now the road. There's a prophecy. There's a revelation. He says, there shall be false teachers among you who, uh-oh. But how do they do it? Openly? Privately. No, privately. Be careful who come to you. Privately. I need to tell you something. I need to talk to you about something. Because see, you got to be, you got to be very careful what you listen to. Amen? Because it says, they come in privately and they're going to bring in some damnable heresies. Now that word heresies, that means disunion. They're going to bring in disunion. They're going to bring in division. In other words, they're going to bring about self-control, uh, self-chosen doctrine. Mm. Self-chosen doctrine. Some, some, that's some stuff they made up that has nothing to do with what the book says. Nothing with Jesus Christ says. He says you've got to be very careful on that. But look what he says about therein. You look at the latter part of verse 1, it says, and bring upon themselves what? So you've got to be, you know, those that look kind of tail barriers, thank you, Holy Spirit. See, tail barriers, God says, you want to do this, that, and other. He said, what's going to happen? You're going to get some swift destruction. 
So you got to be careful. When you carry the wrong doctrine, when you carry out the wrong teaching, God said that's swift destruction. He says the slowly he's going to destroy. He says swift destruction. Swift destruction. Remember now, we are fighting for what we've been taught. We're fighting for the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen? Nothing man-made, but it has to do with everything that Christ has said in the book. Now, verse number two, also we're still in 2 Peter. It says, watch this. And how many? Many shall follow their pernicious way. In other words, false teachers. He says, you're going to see a whole lot of them running behind you. We see that today, do we not? Yeah. We, we, they, they, they're running after, they, 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 you know, they're chasing after. I mean, all kind of crazy stuff, but it's nothing new. Don't be alone, God, and I didn't put it in the book. He said, many of them will fall after those false teachers. We just got to be careful that we're not one. Amen. 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 He says, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Think about it. You know what's right. You speak truth. But what happens in today's society? They evilly speak against you because you're speaking truth. When you speak truth, all, all, all hell come up against you when you speak truth. That's what's happening in today's society. See, there's a lot of falseness going on out there. Amen? And it's going to continue to get worse and worse. That's why we have to be rooted and grounded in our faith and in the doctrine we've been taught according to the word say. If you're not rooted, if you're not grounded, you'll be tossed to and fro. Everything that somebody brings, you're going to believe and you'll chase that. No, God said, no, no, no. you got to know the book. you got to get in there. you got to fight for what you know. Amen? you got to fight for it now. Because the adversary does not want us to know truth. And you know what? Right now, it looks like Christianity or Christians in the minority. Amen. It looks like. You know why oftentimes we end up in a minority? Because we won't stand for nothing. Amen. Anything, that, anything that the government tells us, anything that the, the Bible talks about how they're going to be you know, trying to change the times and the laws, Think about it. What's going on? They change the things. My Bible says, you know, I believe. You get married, man and woman. That's not what's being said today. They change, they're changing times and laws. Think about it. You know, I got a question in my mind. It blew me away. And I said, Lord, I don't know about this. I got to stay on this. Uh, how far along are we in the book of Revelation? Really, how far along are we? Just think about that. Even that, see, that was written in the book of Daniel about them changing the times and the laws. You know, think about what's really going on. How long has we really been in it's near the end time? How long? Think about it. Sometimes you have to sit and think and meditate on things. Amen? Amen. Got to. Because when you see things happening, you're just like, oh God, this can't be. Yeah, it is. Because when we begin to look at things in the Bible, some of these things that's happening now happened way back then. And all of a sudden we think it just showed up at the door. No. Uh-uh. No, no. I don't want to get off. I don't want to get off this Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, verse number three says, we're still in Second Peter. It says, and through covetous greed, extortion, trouble, shall they with freeze words, I mean they fabricate stuff. Make what? Merchandise out of who? You. Talking about these false teachers now. 
They will make merchandise out of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their devil slummeth not. Now, merchandise. Merchand merchandise is nothing but cargo. What cross teachers do is they put what they say into you. You become the vessel to carry that cargo. You will be the one to carry that. If you're not careful, if you don't know the book, you will be the one, or the, the people as a whole and as, as the church, if they're not rooted in ground, they will be the one that will be carrying false doctrine and don't even know it. That's scary. That's why it's so important to know what God said. Because you remember now, in, in the book of Jude, it talks about how they had turned the grace of God. We are made up of two components. We, we got this evil, and we got the divine warning us too. And it depends on the one that you feed the most. Amen. Now, if you feed the, 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 the flesh man the most, then you're going to fall out the things of the world. If you feed the, 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 the spirit man, then you're going to fall out the things of God. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that. Just think about it. First one. Okay. It's 24 hours in a day, right? How many of those hours do we give to the world? Things of the world. Think about it. Think about it. And measure that against how much time we spend dealing with spiritual things. Think about it. Think about it. Just really think about it. Is it, yeah, we may sleep six or seven hours and make it possibly. But how many hours do we spend with God? Sometimes it's 20 minutes. Sometimes it's nothing. And sometimes it might be an hour. But we got, what, almost 15 to 18 hours, we, we give it to the world. And, and how do we get tossed to and fro? We don't have enough Jesus in us, enough of his word. How can you fight the devil if you don't have, have ammunition? The word is our ammunition. That's how we fight the adversary. I, I think Dr. Nellie preaches a, a, a word, whoever have your ear. Holds your future, right? Now, if you spend more time with the things of the world, who got your future? Think about it. See, this is this, this, this the problem I went through so much hell this week. Think about it. Whoever has your ear holds your future. Who holds your future? How much time are we spending with the things of the world, and how much time are we spending with God? This is one of these thought messages that turns inwardly. 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 Remember now, we're fighting. We're fighting. We had a struggle with a battle. Okay? He had already said the seagulls was in. And have already entered in. Look at verse number 10. This is strong. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ. He says, receive him not where? Into your house. Now, what's all this stuff about? I'm going to let him come in because I'm going to convert him. No, that ain't what the book said. But look at what the book said. Y'all see what the book said? Verse number 10. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, they're talking about the doctrine of Jesus Christ, what, what he passed to the disciples and what, uh, what they have passed on to us. He said, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, he says, receive him not into 
your house. Neither bid him God speed. That's heavy. All this stuff and all these different beliefs and all these different doctrines and denying Christ. Jesus said, don't even let them come in your physical house, your residence, knowing who this house is. That's strong, man. We always say, well, you know, we, you know we, I don't want to be in the no, 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 no. The Bible says you do not receive them into your residence. I will convince them. No, that Bible teaches convince you. Why? Because they're teaching the wrong doctrine. And they're teaching the wrong doctrine. Jesus said, here, and, and the word, the, the, as, as the, the, the disciples of the people who wrote the, the book of God, the Holy, they were moved by the Holy Spirit. This is from God. They were moved by the Holy Spirit and began to write down what God was saying from the Holy Spirit. What he said, don't, every time I got this, this, this religion, you know, God don't show up here, and God ain't not preaching, a whole lot of foolishness. The Bible says, don't receive them in your house. How can two walk together except they agree? Can't do it. You cannot, you cannot do it. You got to agree. Those, those that are not saved, and those are saved. Okay? There's a time to witness, but you don't hang out with the unsaved. Hello? Amen. Why? Because if you're not strong, you will be unsaved too. So when? Just think about it. Think about it. The word grace that also it also means a divine influence on the heart that reflects in our life. Divine, divine influence on our hearts that reflects in our life. In other words, it reflects in our life. Grace does. It's a divine influence. Now, what happened here is this. These guys, these false teachers, in verse number four, they were turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Now, lasciviousness means excessive it means indulges in sensuous pleasures. It means taking it to the extreme. Come on, God's grace now. Then it talks about uh, unbridled or unrestrained lust. Mm. So they were taking God's grace. That's why you have to be careful. You can be very careful when you're dealing with grace. Because see, even back then, they were taking the grace of God and saying, it's okay to do this and okay to do this because you got grace. The devil is a statement not because it's not. Because we said, right here, God deals with it. Because it was happening. That's why Jews had to come to a place. He had to move from teaching about the common salvation. He had to begin to move into teaching about grace. Because false teachers had crept in and began to tell them, Yo, you can do anything. You still say, once saved, always say, the devil is a stain tonight. You can have the will of God and what you have. And you best not die. Because you'll lift your eyes up in hell. See, that's why we gotta be careful what we hear, what we what we look at, because there are false teachers right now that's been here, been teaching that, teaching it, and that and that is an error. They are teaching erroneous doctrines. You've got to be careful now. Oh, this is my friend. No, hello, you are my acquaintance. Because if you and I are not working the same way according to the, the doctrine of Jesus Christ, then we, we, we just 